talk about real estate. Go! Real estate! All right, welcome back. Man, two days in a row. Dang. Uh, October 20th, 2022, episode two. Uh, there's Riley, the real estate dog. The air conditioning is out in my studio, so I'm going to start sweating profusely any second now. I'm amped up on Rockstar energy drinks. It's almost lunchtime, and all these things are just culminating in this sense of urgency that I have to get this done. <laughs> but uh, I definitely wanted to talk about something uh, today, and that's where the opportunity lies in what a lot of people would consider a bad market. Uh, but uh, first of all, my podcast has a name now. So much changes in 24 hours. It's amazing. When I made the, when I, I recorded the first episode and I didn't have anything set up like, you know, in place as far as how to get the podcast out there, I didn't even know how to do it. It wasn't until afterwards I was like, okay, now I, I guess I got to figure out how to turn this recording into a podcast. So the first thing it made me do was name my podcast, which I was like, oh, crap. I got to come up with something pronto. And uh, so I, just, I I used the realist agent. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds kind of neat. The realist agent, real estate agent, real whatever. It's dumb. So anyway, I did that. And it said, okay, cool, that name hasn't been taken. Yay. Uh, set it up and then get it uploaded. And then I was like, hey, I wonder what happens if somebody searches the name of my podcast. So I type it in and up comes The Realist Agents, plural. Apparently there's a podcast called The Realist Agents. And they've been around for longer than me. Well, I mean, yeah, they've been around for longer than 24 hours. So uh, chances are if somebody looks looks up my podcast they're gonna find them i don't know if it's any good i don't know if i should feel threatened by these guys but uh anyway this is for my you know my captive audience of people that i kind of know already anyway so whatever that's that uh yeah i want to get right into this because i'm getting hungry honestly so where does the opportunity lie who wins in this market what happened? What happened? What happened to the real estate market? Seriously, what happened? It was like gangbusters six months ago. And now the, you know, everybody's gone. It's like a, it's like a ghost town. They found all the gold and they abandoned it or whatever crappy thing that they were mining. I don't know. Boron. You know, there's a town uh, not far from here called Boron. It's literally named Boron. They mined all the boron to make borax. Uh, 20 mule team borax. I think that's what it's called. Uh, like stuff to make laundry detergent. But, you know, I guess they got all they could. And maybe, I don't know, if Tide do, do Tide Pods have boron in them or borax? I don't know. I digress. So anyway, rates are up. Affordability is down. And where do you think prices are? They are down from the peak earlier this year in, in the springtime in April. Uh, we had a hump the last 
few buyers just trying to lock in their their low interest rates got in and then rates went up from there and prices slid back down so they're down from that peak but they're still right around where they were a year ago and how does that work how are if affordability is down we, our interest rates are up four percent and the rule of thumb is every percent of interest rate change equates to about 11 percent of affordability change the math tells us that affordability is down 44%. Why aren't home prices down 44%? Well, the reason is there just aren't that many sellers that are selling. There's nobody that's being forced to sell right now. If if somebody's owned their property for more than a couple of years, they've got a bunch of equity. They've they're sitting on a great interest rate and unless there's something else that's motivating them to sell like buying up in the market, which is a win right now, uh, you know, or they they're just ready to move and they say, yeah, you know what, uh, I missed out on the hump on the peak, but you know, by the way, anybody who sold right at the peak was lucky. That's it. There's no way that anybody outsmarted the market and they're like, yeah, I knew exactly when to sell. Wrong. You got lucky, and then confirmation bias stepped in and said, hey, you're the smartest person in the world. No, you got lucky. And good for you. Good for you. Luck is great. I love luck. And sometimes it's even better to be lucky than smart. But the bottom line is those people were lucky and nobody should feel bummed that they missed out on something that only luck could have been on their side to achieve. Um... You know, you can be bummed about it, but don't beat yourself up about it. Some people are beating themselves up because they couldn't time it perfectly. You'll never time you'll never time the market perfectly. Time in the market beats timing the market every single day. So should buyers wait right now? Should buyers wait? Well, that's a, that's a good question. What are you waiting for? A couple years ago, buyers were waiting for prices to come down, for competition to wane a little bit because they didn't want to get into the bidding wars or they were in the bidding wars and they kept losing. Uh, you know, they couldn't afford to pay above, you know, $30,000 extra or whatever. So they said, I want to wait until competition wanes or prices come down or there's more inventory available so I don't feel rushed to just buy the first property that comes on the market. Okay. Well, now is that time. So now what are what are buyers waiting for? Well, they're waiting for interest rates to come down because uh, you know, affordability is is such a, a factor right now. Well, yeah, that's true. But you see where I'm you see what I'm getting at. We kind of want things perfect, you know, both we want to get it have our cake actually eat our cake and have it too. That's a phrase that people get wrong. It's not have your cake and eat it too. It's eat your cake and have it too. Um, yeah, sadly, I watch way too much and listen to way too many podcasts about like true crime. And I learned that from the Unabomber. But who cares where you learn it, right? Anyway, you can't eat your cake and have it too. Uh, and right now, 
you know, you got to look at at what where the opportunity is. And really anytime in any in any market, you got to look at where the opportunity is. Right now, the opportunity lies in uh, increased inventory. There's more houses available on the market than there have been for the last couple of years. Uh, and what kind of you're going to get you're going to have more to choose from as a buyer. You're going to get much more favorable terms on the purchase. Uh, I've got one buyer that I'm working with right now, and uh, I'm, I don't want to jinx it because it hasn't closed yet, but it's an escrow. And uh, if you would have told me that that somebody would get this deal a year ago, I would not believe you. Uh, the deals are happening. Deals are happening for motivated buyers who work with a good agent and uh, who knows where to find the best opportunity, who knows how to negotiate those prices for them. And remember, I'm a trained crisis and hostage negotiator. Again, I hate like tooting my own horn, but you know, I'll do that if it means saving somebody from, you know, going with the guy who just says, yeah, I've done a couple deals or whatever. That's great. Uh, a trained crisis and hostage negotiator is probably going to be your best bet for getting the best possible price and terms on your purchase. And right now, you know, last last year, year before, there wasn't the, the best negotiator in the world was not going to get you a crazy deal because you just can't compete with 20 other offers and, you know, the listing agent is just showing the the seller a sheet of, you know, all these different offers and you just don't even have a chance to negotiate. But right now, negotiation is key. It's key. You know, if you're a if you're a potential buyer, you have buying power and buying is something that's on your mind that you're thinking about. You know, you owe it to yourself to at least explore it, explore your options, talk to somebody who who knows about these things, uh, you know, not the guy two cubicles over who's uh, who also doesn't own any property, but he reads the news and, uh, you know, just buys into all the doom and gloom and uses that as an excuse as to why he doesn't own property, as to why he's not on the path to his net worth being 40 times greater then renters, on average, by the way, I'll keep emphasizing that, uh, you owe it to yourself to explore that for yourself and talk with a professional on this stuff. Uh, you know, interest rates are high. Yeah, depending on the situation, there are loan products available that can help. Adjustable rate mortgages are available five to seven years, you get a great introductory rate. And then after that, it goes to whatever the market is. But if you think, which I think rates are going to be back down within five years, seven years, then that's a great option too. Uh, you get a lower rate initially, and then, you know, you have time for the market to figure itself out, balance out and rates come back down. And then you can refinance. You locked in your home price with 
uh, you know, at a great price with great terms, and then you refinance, and then you are set. You're set. In five or ten years, you're going to be one of those people who's, you know, the mortgage on their property is less than than a a rental, a condo rental. You know, they own a single family home, and it hurt them a little bit at first to buy it, but five, ten years later, they couldn't rent a small condo for what their mortgage is. Ask any homeowner. Here's something fun. If you're a renter and you rent a house or a condo, not an apartment, look up the last time it sold and how much it sold for. If you don't know how to do that, uh, let me know. I'll show you how. Um, or I'll just look it up for you if you want. It's public record. And then think about it. Think about, man, what if I bought this place back then? What if I bought this place 10 years ago? I would not be paying $3,500 in rent. You know, 10 years ago, that $2,200 mortgage or whatever hurt. But 10 years, that's, you know, that goes by pretty quick. And now uh, that $2,200 mortgage is now what? $1,200 of income? Because that, that person, chances are, if you're renting a single family property or a condo, basically something that's not managed by a conglomerate, chances are the owner bought that as their primary residence and they lived in it. And then when they moved, they said, well, you know what? I actually don't have to sell this place to move. I'm just going to keep it as a rental. That's the vast majority of residential rentals happen that way. It wasn't intentional. You know, they didn't intend to buy a rental property. It was just a place to live in. But they end up reaping the benefits of homeownership because of time in the market. And they probably had somebody advising them of what they could do, of all their options. And they said, okay, well, that's the best option for me. That is all I'm trying to do here is get people to think about the long term be that resource to help people decide what's best for them. And I, I like there's room, there's plenty of room in the boat and I want everybody in the boat with me. Uh, Cause we are going to the land of 40 times net worth of renters. We're, that's where we're going. That's the destination. And like I said, I, I want everyone to come with me. And look, I don't want any of this to be construed as me saying that it's so easy to buy a home and, you know, just just do it. I know it's not that easy. And not everybody is in a position to do it right now. But I want to help you get there, even if it takes five years. By the way, I put my money where my, where my mouth is. I plan to buy another investment property this year, or well, in the next 12 to 18 months, I see the window of opportunity. Uh, I, I see what's presenting itself and that's my plan. Of course, plans change, but I'm keeping an eye on things. And, you know, if I, if I find the right, the right situation and I have the buying power, I'm not going to let an interest rate deter me from from, you know, building that, building my net worth 
for my kids and for their kids um, because I'm not I'm not taking any of this stuff with me. Uh, you know, when I say I'm looking at long term, I'm really looking at long term. So that's all I have. There's opportunity. You just have to know where to look for it. And you have to have somebody who knows advising you along the way. So give me a call, text, email, whatever. I hope you have the best day ever. I hope to talk to you soon. Enjoy the intro music on the way out. <laughs>